0: Hey guys, welcome to another Valor Adventures podcast. I think we're on episode six. Am I counting correctly? We're just a baby.
1: More than more than one hand—that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, so that, that is true. We're we're on our way right now. Uh, I'm your host Brandon Neal, and today I've got Andrew Fletcher, my co-host across the table from me. Again, I like to call him Andrew the Great Fletcher because he is—he's great.
1: I like it when you call me that too. Yeah,
0: it makes you feel good. <laughs> did your wife listen to it last week? And
1: she did. She brought it up two nights ago. She goes, is that what you want? And I said, more than anything.
0: <laughs> good. And then we got a special guest with us today, Mike Smith. And that is not a made-up name. I know that Mike's not very popular and Smith isn't very popular. But um, the great Mike Smith is with us as well. And he's actually one of our... Awesome Adventure Advisors, who's just done a phenomenal job with our company and wanted to have him on today because he is somebody who has experienced um, as a member as well, just the, the benefits of being involved with with the company and with us, and he's also um, been very good at <clears throat> getting the message out and helping a bunch of his members and his clients Increase their hunting opportunities, and uh, just—I mean, we'll talk about that today. But he's—he's just—he's doing a, a really um, good job of providing service to them and getting them communicating, you know, information to them that they need to have a better hunting season and being prepared for the following season and setting up their application strategies and all that. So, Mike, welcome. Good to have you on today.
2: Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And you're—you're you're remote from us. You're not here with us, but. It sounds like you're here. We should just say you're in the room with us because no one, no one awesome. would know. Might as well. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully the audio is good. I think it should, should work well um, the way we got it set up here through the cell phone. We're not even through internet, so should be a little clearer. Anyway, um, yeah, so, so today, you know, one of the things that we, we thought we would cover is making sure that as, as this hunting season is approaching and as application season's kind of passed us, there's still a few few states left with a few different applications going on right now but this is a good time you know to get set up for next year Um, even though the this hunting season isn't even here yet many of you have drawn hunts congratulations mike you draw a good nevada tag congratulations andrew you've drawn good elk tag a couple deer tags congratulations um i did not draw anything (laughs) which has been that's like a first (laughs) in the last I don't know. I, I haven't drawn, I mean, I've drawn a good tag for like the last five years in a row. So it's just kind of a fluke thing for me, I think. But I guess I got to pay my dues somewhere, right? Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, maybe to start off, we could just discuss some fundamental stuff when it comes to applications. Uh, you know, when we're talking to people who, you know, maybe we're introducing our company to them and what we specialize in, one of the things we specialize in is with our new members is uh, helping them draw more tags, right? And and have more hunting opportunities. And one of the most basic fundam- fundamental ways to do that is to increase the amount of states you're applying for, right? So you gotta get in it to win it. And that might seem very elementary, but it's, it's true. You know, most people we talk to that are applying in one, maybe two states and you ask them, "How come you're not applying in more states?" And there's a lot of reasons. You know, one reason might be I don't have the time right now. I'm in school right now. I don't have the money right now. I don't know where to go. Right? I don't know where to start. So, you know, first of all, how important is it, you guys? So maybe Mike, you can you can talk about this first because you've you've experienced this yourself firsthand, as we have as well. But Mike why is it so important to increase your applications?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just like any of us that are hunters and like to get out in the field, we want to be able to do it as much as possible. And really if you're just one of those guys that's applying in your home state, you're limiting yourself. Um, I didn't realize that until several years ago when I, you know, was approached with rolling bones and what they did and, you know, Even then, I only started applying in one additional state, um, but over the years, I've built my own application strategy to six or seven states, and now it's finally starting to get to the point several years later where I can p- kind of pick and choose where I want to go, when I want to hunt, what species I want to hunt, so it's definitely... Definitely important to, I guess, get that overall plan of how frequently you want to hunt and where you want to hunt first, and then start building from there.
0: So, Mike, if you had a new member coming in, let's say you know twenty three, twenty five, twenty seven year old young person, and you know maybe they don't currently have a lot of time to hunt, and they're applying in maybe one state. Maybe they live you know in Utah or living wherever they live it doesn't matter. They're living they're they're playing in their home state and that's it what would be some advice you'd have to somebody like that who either doesn't have the time to do it right now or, uh, yeah, I mean, or, or maybe they just don't know where to, where to start if they were to apply in other States, what would be your advice to them and how would you, how would you help them?
2: Yeah, I, I guess I'd first ask them kind of what in the future they kind of see of what they want to do and how frequently they want to hunt. And then from there start to say, okay, well, You know, several of these states out west, you can start to build points for. Some are more expensive than others. Some are a lot more budget friendly. Um, And depending on what kind of opportunities you want in the future, it's really imperative that you start preparing for that now. Even if you're just going to apply for those points, you know, for the next five years or 10 years, you're just going to set yourself up for more opportunity in the future by starting now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I mean, you know, you, you, you can't come up with a tag if you don't draw, but if you draw and you can't go, you can always turn a tag back and keep your points. Correct. You know, so I've kind of gone from, I mean, when I was younger, I would just apply for points. I'm like, I just don't have the time or the money or resources to go when I was younger and I was building my business, and I just, you know, and so I just accumulated points, which, which was a good strategy, because I did accumulate points. The only problem was, I was only doing it in like Utah, Colorado, and Wyoming, and I guess I did Arizona, too, because I live right by Arizona, so I do have quite a few points in Arizona, so I, I did more than I would say most did, and that started to pay off later, but what I should have been doing is I should have been Montana, I should have been, um, you know, Nevada, I should have been South Dakota, you know, I love mule deer, I love, you know, to hunt pronghorn and elk, and you know whitetail and you know you name it so uh, sheep definitely sheep um anyway so you know you you gotta you gotta increase the applications andrew what do you think
1: i think the only way that you can actually plan on hunting is to apply in lots of places so it's like you look at you you're kind of an outlier because you got the lifetime license it's like you're a huge hunter and if you didn't have that, how many hunts would you have this year?
0: Exactly. I'd be, I'd be, yeah, I mean, I've got my hunts I'm buying, right? I went on my bison hunt about a month ago, and then I've got Tajikistan in February, but I'm buying those.
1: Yeah. So I think the only way that you can plan, like if you want to hunt every year, your only option to have that is to apply in a couple different states. Like there's no other way that you can accomplish it, especially if you're a Utah resident, just because Utah anymore, you're every other year on a lot of archery tags even. So if you are a serious hunter, you... Are almost required to do that. Yeah, so you have to apply in a bunch of places.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, and I
2: and I think something to throw in there too is you know depending on your schedule and you you touched on it uh, briefly, Brandon is if you can don't just apply for points because you're not going to draw a hunt with points. If there's if you're applying in a state that has a random portion in their draw and you know that you'll have the time if you draw that tag to go on that hunt. You might as well apply for it. That's what happened with me in Nevada this year. Is we actually did the application instead of the points, and I was one of the lucky ones in the random pool.
0: Amen. I, same thing happened to me last year in Nevada. I, I actually applied for a guide draw, and uh, someone uh, uh, just said, "Hey, you got to apply for this." You got, I think, I had three points. That is all I said. Hey, apply for a uh, guide draw and put in for this unit, and I did, and I drew it. You know, um, so. You know that that was just through our application service and our concierge service of getting that information and doing that, and um, it was a good unit. It was a tough year, but it was a good unit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I you know we we I talk, I you no know, I think I mentioned this about every week on our podcast, but we had the the one of our members this year draw a Rocky Mountain Bighorn, Wyoming sheep tag, with two points this year. I mean, why not? You know, why not put in?
1: Yeah. People might hate me for this, but this elk tag that I drew this year, that is going to be my fourth limited entry tag in seven years. Yeah,
0: that's not even cool because <laughs> all I want is a big elk, and
1: uh,
0: that's like my top you're, goal. You're going
1: to get blackballed for talking like that. <laughs> yeah, so I drew, I drew a bookcliff's deer tag, drew a bookcliff's muzzleloader with no points. I drew a big bull elk tag with two points. Antelope took me two points, and then I drew this one with no points.
0: So you would be somebody we would call a lucky drawer.
1: Yeah. But so. then I can't draw, I didn't draw a turkey tag this year with four. So I've drawn two big bull elk tags with fewer points than it has taken me to draw a turkey tag.
0: I will trade you <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> you'll luck. Tra- you'll trade turkeys I'll for I'll trade bull. turkey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it, you know, and that, that is, you know, it is funny. You know, some people just, they're, they're lucky drawers, I guess is what you would call them. Yeah,
1: but the nice thing is if you're applying in a lot of places and you're mm-hmm. in a bunch of different random draws, then you get lucky, right? It's like my, my father-in-law last year drew no tags, got involved, we started applying for him, and this year he's drawn three big bull elk tags and four deer tags. Amazing. And the only thing we did is just increase the places that he's applying in. It just increases your odds randomly and then you can actually start planning too, because if you don't draw, it's like you got the long plan or it's like, as soon as I hit this many points, I know I'm going.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it works, right? Our strategy works. I mean, if you know somebody who, you know, is frustrated, there's a lot of frustrated hunters out there right now because they feel like they can't they can't get on any good hunts. They need to get a hold of us. Um, they need to be a member, you know. And we have, our, we have our gold membership. It's 150 a year, and it's unlimited states and limited species for the individual, right? And here's what's cool is we have our platinum membership. It's only 500 a year. It'll do your entire household, spouse, kids. Uh, plus, we put you in for a Rolling Bones exclusive hunts that we draw just in the company, just with our platinum members, plus all the other benefits, you know, all the discounts and all that too. I mean, if you want to hunt and you want your kids to hunt, you want your spouse to hunt more often, I mean, I I can't imagine anybody who's, who shouldn't be a member with us and put us to work for you, you know? So, you know, what happens? You, you get a hold of us. What do we do? We, we, we sit you down. We actually put together a strategy on it, on our, on our dash on, on your dashboard, on our software. We go through, we ask you what states you want to apply for, what species you want to hunt, what weapon or weapons you like to use. Are you looking for trophy opportunities? Um, are you looking just for opportunities to hunt? And you know, how many points do you have? And by the way, I mean, as, as our software continues to evolve, a lot of this is going to be super easy to use because we're going to have drop-downs for all this stuff. Right now, you just type it in, which, which is fine. And, but what will happen is uh, we will send you an email. I think it goes out every Friday is what we've been doing. And it has, it's basically like a DocuSign document. You fill that thing out the best you can. And let's say you're somebody who's only been applying for one or two states, but you have a desire to hunt in all the states that you want to you thought about hunting in just put in you want us to apply for you and if you have to be a little bit general in the beginning of hey i want to hunt deer and elk in in wyoming put that in there i like to hunt with a rifle you know if you like to hunt trophy units only put trophy units only if you like you know just you just want opportunity i want an opportunity you, you put that in there right send that back to us and then we we can start to dial that in with you we just communicate with you and uh you call us we call you Get it dialed in right now. Get it dialed in these next few months. Get your, and then go hunting this year and know that next year you're going to be teed up for the best places to apply come January. when I think Alaska opens in January, right? And if you don't know where to go if you draw, then that's where you go, okay, if you draw, do you want to get a guide? And we can help you out with that. Or do you want to do a DIY? Or do you need, you know, some trespass fee stuff to get on some private owner, private land? You know, what do you need? So, you know, we'll cross that bridge when you draw, but how about draw? And if you decide you can't go, turn it back and keep your points. I don't know. That's my thoughts. What do you think? Am I I crazy, you guys?
2: No, I think, you know going back to that that 20-year-old, 25-year-old that's just starting and wanting to apply in a few states, you know, definitely there's a few states that you absolutely have to start applying in. Wyoming is one of those. Montana is one of those because they're so affordable and the opportunity or trophy quality is great in both of those states.
0: Good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And, and, And I also, you know, when you're young and you don't have the time to hunt, accumulate your points, if nothing else. But I'm with you guys. I mean, you know, you might as well apply for the the good stuff. You know, in Utah, as a resident, you can only apply for one of the once-in-a-lifetimes. But if you're a non-Utah resident, you can apply for all the once-in-a-lifetimes, which I feel that is totally backwards. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, Anyway, so I've been applying for moose forever, which I'm, <laughs> if I could go back, I'm so mad because a Shire's moose to me just is like, eh, I mean, I, when I was younger, I thought it'd be cool to get it. I thought they were really big and now I've been to Alaska a few times and Canada and I've seen, I've seen, you know, real moose, real moose Yukon moose, you know, <laughs> so I don't even care about getting a Shire's, but I got 15 points so now I'm like, actually I think I have 16 now. So I'm going, okay, do I just keep applying for moose or I just say, you know what, I'm done with moose and start applying for what I really want to draw, which is either a Rocky Mountain or a desert bighorn sheep. You know, I don't know. But for what that's worth to anybody, I apply for all the sheep tags everywhere I can. You know, I try putting for all the raffle stuff. I do all that stuff just because that's what I, I mean, why not, right? Why not go for it? But if you're not if you're not accumulating points now when you're younger, then 10 years from now when you do have time to hunt, I mean, you don't want to be starting from scratch. I mean, yeah, you can buy hunts too. I mean, that's definitely a way to do it. We have great landowner opportunities and hunts to book that way as well. But why not get some tags that, you know, you draw?
1: Save yourself some money. I was
2: just going to say, and I think an application service now is more important than ever. You just look at what's happened over the past 12 to 24 months with um, tag availabilities and the amount of points that it takes just to draw general tags in some states um over-the-counter opportunities like in states like idaho are selling out in two days instead of having plenty of opportunities up to the hunt so if you're wanting to hunt in the future you really need to plan now because if you if you're going to try to start that in five or ten years you might not have the opportunity that you think you're going to have because the landscape changes so much in those years
0: hey man in fact uh nationwide the applications grew exponentially this year. And uh so yeah, I mean that that's definitely something to be thinking about. I mean I remember yeah, I used to be able to go buy a any bull elk tag anytime, even after the hunt started I think you could do it even after the hunt started back in the day. Now you they sell first day, right? Yep. Typically. So those opportunities are uh not the same as they used to be for sure. So another, another thing we could probably talk about today a little bit is getting your kids dialed in and ready to hunt as well. So Andrew has been, um, he's gotten certified to do hunter safety. And that's something we're going to be providing uh, to a lot of our members as well is if you have kids that are ready to get that done, no matter where you live, we will have all that, or we have all that dialed in to help you know exactly what you got to do to make that happen quickly and as effortlessly as possible. So, Andrew, you want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, let's say somebody's – first of all, how old do you got to be to do hunter safety in Utah?
1: So there's no age restriction on when you can do hunter safety. It's just depending on what age you are for being able to do big game, which is 12 now in Utah. So as soon as you're 12 years old, you can start applying for big game. Utah also does – they do a hunter uh, a trial period. So they don't allow you to apply for limited entry or once in a lifetime hunts, but general hunts you can actually do for three years with no hunter safety. So good if you got kids that are kinda in and out, don't really know what they wanna do, they might wanna try it, you can actually take them for three years on general season hunts, they can get a tag, you have to be with them, but gives you three years to where you can see if that's something that they're serious about that they wanna do before you even have to worry about really getting their hunter safety and starting to try to build points or anything like that. So that's a killer, killer opportunity. We did that with both of my little sisters this year have tags. So one's 12, one's 13. So both of them have tags on that. My little brother didn't really care to hunt. Got him on the first three years. He's in the trial program and got his hunter safety. He's huge into it now. Awesome. So great opportunity to get some youth involved.
0: So my eight-year-old could do hunter safety right now? Yep. Good to know. So to do that, and now before we get into that, um now there's some states you don't have to have hunter safety is that right yeah so what are those just make can mention that too
1: uh i don't know which what all of them are I know wyoming um doesn't require a lot of stu- on most stuff cool so like my little brother last year he didn't have he didn't have hunter safety last year went up he's able to get a couple doe tags okay she thoroughly enjoyed
0: good <laughs> good now i don't know if that's good or bad maybe maybe people should i mean I, i'm a believer in in people learning how to use a firearm so yeah i, I mean but yeah. but it, it's it's there right it's there. Um, okay, good. So, so um, what's the process? What's what's the typical A to Z? How do they get it done?
1: So probably the fastest way and the easiest way to do it is you can actually do online courses. So they're just on the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. They've got a couple different links. So there's a course that's forty five dollars. That's the one that I like. Um, it's a lot more interactive. We've got a lot of videos. So basically, all you they have to do is pass the pass the online course. Pretty simply, crank it out in two three days. Okay. Just dedicate a couple hours
0: all right guys hey we lost uh connection there for a second but um so andrew you were talking a little bit about hunter safety and i think we got cut off at uh they get done with their online course and they got to do the field day right yep, yep. So, so that's, that's yeah.
1: really all it is just complete an online course get with a certified instructor to complete their field day basically all the field day is just showing that they are safe with a firearm and that they can shoot so i think it's they got to get 30 shots inside of a probably like a four and a half five inch by three inch thing so it's pretty simple it was really easy with covid just because they didn't they just didn't have instructors doing any shooting courses so you just had a video but now they're going back to you have to go shoot with an instructor
0: okay all right well that's good that's i think it's important to go shoot right and and uh make sure people know how to be safe i remember my hunter safety back when i was a kid and i remember watching the videos and having a healthy fear of, you know, not handling a firearm properly, you Shooting know? someone. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's good. So, um, well, good. So, so you know, if you've, if you've got kids that need to get that done, don't let it intimidate you. You know, it's one of those things. You just got to buckle down and get it done. And, I, I mean, I've been terrible with my kids to, as far as not getting them done sooner than now. In fact, this week I gave my daughters a project. I said, your project this week... Is to get your hunter safety done. So, I'll be following up on that again here after this and say, hey, how's it going? Have you guys hopped on and started your courses? And I don't think they have. So, <laughs> gotta make sure that they. You know, I, I, I even told my wife, I go, you, you ought to probably just get it right. Have your hunter safety. Why not? She doesn't. She hasn't done it either. Anyway, well, Mike, what are some closing thoughts you have for today's podcast? I mean, uh, you know, what do you see for for your members? You know, for yourself, uh, what's what have you seen happen by taking advantage of um, all the services that our company provides? I'll kind of let you uh, tell us what your final thoughts are here.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's just getting the mindset that you want to make the investment for your future in hunting because um, you're not going to be able to hunt as much as you want in the future unless you're preparing for it now. Um, like I said, if, if you would have asked me five years ago where you apply, I would say, oh, well, Utah, and that's all I want to do. But now I apply in six or seven states. Um, you know, I, I've started applying. I've got an 11-year-old kid that I was able to start building points for this year in a few states. Um, and being able to share those adventures with him and get him out in the field more, um, there's a ton of cool youth opportunities in some of these Western states that we're hoping to take advantage of in the next three to four years. Um, but yeah, you've got to make the investment now in order to have success in the future. And I think that's true with most things in life. Right. And it's, it's something where you have to start looking at hunting that way too. It's not just a go to Walmart and buy a tag and hunt all the time anymore. You have to put some thought and some strategy and some planning into it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the, you know, really new as kids knows this, I mean, it gets to the point where it's fun to go out and hunt yourself, but it's Almost more fun to get out there with your kids and have them experience the you know, you know getting their first animal and just being out there with them. Not even, yep. not even yep. even if you don't get one, get get it you know even if you're not harvesting an animal, it's still just that's where bonds are created. Yeah,
1: oh. I, I think that's another huge perk of the membership that that I don't think we hit on enough is if you have kids and you don't understand what you're doing as far as hunting goes, but they want to be involved or you want to be involved with them. Like so take advantage of the membership and use it for that, too. Like, my dad's perfect example, he's always, because I was always huge into hunting, he never really was. So, like, his points right now, he's got three limited en- or three limited entry points for everything and two limited, or two once-in-a-lifetime points for everything, just because he had no idea how the draw worked. So, like, right now, I've got buddies that are drawing these killer tags in Utah, and I'm, you know, five, ten years behind on points just because he didn't understand how it worked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, you need to need to call and ask for help, you know. And, and there's just so many. Every state's different. There's so many different ins and outs, and uh, I can't keep it all straight. And so we have a we have a whole team that helps out with that. And I mean, yeah, you can definitely use all the other resources that are out there too, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of great magazines and apps and things that uh, all of you that hunt probably kind of know about. I mean, I I'd say use use everything and all of it, um, but don't be afraid to pick up the phone and have a conversation with us and let 's get you dialed in there's there's a good chance that we 're going to have either somebody internally in our in our company or uh, some adventure advisors that have hunted maybe in the unit you just drew or the unit you 're applying for and can give you some good guidance and uh, we can line you up with them. We all help each other out and we really do want to create a a culture of uh, you know if you're if, if you 're a hunter you know you 're involved with our company um, in, in every way you can be and uh, just build a community where everybody can benefit, right? So, all right guys, well, hey, appreciate you both being on today. Mike, I know you're uh, busy, you know, you got work, family, all that stuff. So appreciate you breaking away a little bit with that and, and helping us out with this today. And we'll keep these rolling and just keep putting out some some content to help you guys know, you know, what you can maybe do to improve your uh, your hunting experiences and anything we can do to help you we're here so look us up get online check us out on social media valor adventures valor outdoor adventures you know mike smith he's out there on social. what is your what is your uh social media mike
2: um so instagram and twitter i think it's just mike underscore rolling bones or mike dot rolling bones one of those two but should be pretty easy to find
0: cool and Mike is an awesome advisor, so if you're looking for one, he's, uh, he's a good resource, uh, one of our very top uh, elite advisors. So uh, anyway, Andrew, anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Well, happy hunting. The hunts are starting. Uh, Alaska, if, last year, this time, I was hunting doll sheep, so there's some hunts going on right now, for sure. I wish I was in Alaska right now, uh, you know, <laughs> in August. I hate August in St. George, Utah. It's too stinking hot. It's like, just take that count that month out of the year unless I'm going to Canada or Alaska.
1: Amen. (laughs) I'll bear my testimony on that one.
0: Uh, But hey, we can endure, right? All right, guys. Hey, until next time, have a great day. We'll see you.